Well, I guess it's, I was going to say happy Friday. I don't know how happy it is, but it's Friday. Happy Friday with the weekend, you know, right around the corner. Zach, I'm glad you got the memo. We wear blue shirts on Fridays. I'm glad you got the memo on that. Dedicated listener on Fridays. <laughs> yeah, I knew no it. No doubt about it. I knew it. Uh, it's a good look on you, that blue, man. It really brings out your eyes. Same here. That's what they tell me about my yeah, eyes, too. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right, so, Zach, I have a, a major announcement for you. I don't know if this is good or bad. Actually, I, I know what it is. It's terrible. But are you ready for a huge announcement about what today also signifies? Well, he didn't. You should have told me. I would have prepared myself. Oh, I, you've been prepared for a while. Here. I'm going to sit down. Day 100. Ah! Day 100, no sports. No sports. No major sports here in America. <sighs> Day 100. <laughs> you ever think we'd get to 100 days? Uh, Yeah. When this but, f- we got at least thir- at least 30 more to go. Yeah. I mean, yeah. baseball could be back at this time next month. Could be. Well, NBA said July 31st, but then they said... July 30th. We're going to move it up. July 30th. Little, so. little, little present to everybody out there. We're going to get you one more day. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I mean, beggars uh, can't be choosers. I'll I will definitely it. take it. When um, I can, you know, 100 days, it's, it's pretty nuts. When this first all went down right before Rudy Gobert started touching everything, when you, I'm trying to, I was trying to think this morning of how I was feeling about COVID-19 as it was still not here in America, allegedly, yet. Um, if Yeah, some people, they probably said they think they have it in November. Allegedly. Who knows? But. It is conspiracy theory Friday. It, true. When it was, before it was here in America, were you having concerns about it coming over here and yeah. wreaking havoc? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was having a little bit of that as well. Um, I didn't know it would be. Like this? Like this? Yeah. You know, I still remember the Thursday of the Big Ten tournament. Yeah. And we talked that morning, and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to – I'm getting ready to leave. I'm going to go down there and see what happens. And, like, within 10 minutes after we got off the phone, they, they canceled it. Yeah. It's, like, <laughs> it's good that you didn't start driving like, down oh, there. All right. I'll never forget it was the – yeah, the Big Ten tournament in Nebraska – their coach was like dying on the sidelines. Yeah, Fred Hoiberg had, uh, but he had flu. He had the regular flu. Yeah. But still, it was the the optics and the timing of all of that was not good because he was he's like on his hands and knees, like sweating profusely. Did he have to leave in an ambulance after the game? I think he went to the hospital. Yeah, he did go to the hospital after the game. But still, I know it was what? just influenza A. But still, it was like whoa. So what's the lasting impact, or I should say, the lasting image of the last three months? And I guess. You know, maybe we'll have another different image here in the next month before things get going. But what's the what's your lasting image of of what we've gone through the last three months? Man, it, I, mean, I haven't thought of that. Uh, my la- like what, what like I like when you th- when you think COVID nineteen, what do you think? Like what's what's the image that pops up? It, I, to me, it's kind of Rudy Gobert touching all the mics. Yeah. Uh, when I think of COVID, I think of like I think of it's it's not something I've seen. It's something I made up in my mind. It's an empty stadium with those tumbleweeds blowing through it. Okay, yeah, and and me just kind of de- like dejected, staring at it, and like a single tear coming down my eye. <laughs> no, but yeah, the Rudy Gobert is is hard not to, you know, him touching, not to think about him touching all the mics and all the cell phones and joking around. Yeah, and then, boom. My I, lasting no, I'll never forget. No, I'm glad you brought that up. I was sitting. So I finally got my own, I call it the other room, but it's like my man cave, essentially. Yeah. So my wife, Jen, had a couple rooms. I'm like, I'm taking one of these. Like, one of these is mine. I want my own room. 
So I called it, she always called it, oh, how about you just go to your other room? So I just started calling it the other room. So I'm, like, I'm going to go to the other room. I was sitting in the other room, and I had my laptop in front of me as the Big Ten tournament was, um, I was waiting for it. And I was waiting for information to come down about COVID-19 because I was very interested in it, obviously, because who wouldn't be? Right. And then I had my laptop up, and the news came down. NCAA tournament canceled. Yeah. And I was sitting there in the other room. I was like, no way. And I was eating some General Tso's chicken. I had some <laughs> Chinese food. I had my cherry Coke. And I said, this is not possible. Not possible. Is it one of those – it's not one of those moments that you, you'll remember where you were, right? I mean, it's, it's not like – God. Is it? Like, got, like, I mean, obviously, if you're a certain age, you know exactly where you were on 9-11. Yeah. And, like, all that type of stuff. Like, that – what I would say, obviously, more serious than anything that – Definitely. Sports-related. But you also – you know, you'll remember that. And then you also remember the first thing after – like the incident, the yeah. first sporting event that you go to, like I was at the Packers Washington game with the flag, with the flag, with Dude. with Chris Gizzy coming out, and everyone got these little American flags, and Goosebumps. that was the first uh, Monday night game after nine uh, eleven. Yeah, I think whatever game ends up being the first one that we, we go to, I think it's going to be like, all right, now we're back, I, and I remember that, and I'll rem- we'll remember it forever. Well, how crazy is it going to be when there's that first major sport back? There's going to be no fans in the stands. You know, it's going to be so different than when you're at the Packer game and it's electric and you got the huge flag and like every, you know, what was it like in the, because I wasn't there, but what was it like in the stadium? It was, was amazing. It, it was the, it, you get chills. Indescribable. Chills thinking about it. And now when this first sport comes back, which hopefully is going to be the NBA here in 30 days or July 30th, I should say. Right. It's going to be so different because we're going to be sitting at home. Yeah. Which is, you know what? Again, that's fine. I, that's fine, yeah. I mean, just you're getting back to a little normalcy. Here's the thing. We still don't know if there won't be fans in the stands this fall. True. That is not something that we know yet. Yeah. Uh, Wisconsin is punting that down the road a little bit still. Uh, Barry Alvarez is. and uh, They're not letting Lottie punt it, are they? No. He would drop it. Right, good. Um, <laughs> good. Uh and then, you know, the Packers, too. We, we don't know. Is it likely that there'll be fans in the stands? Probably not. No, probably not. But there's been no one way or the other. Yeah, on it. it's just, I, 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 when everyone's going to be sitting at, I'm, I'm under the belief that everyone's going to be sitting at home watching the first sporting event, yes. outside of the NBA, I should yeah. say. And if it is a football or if it is, uh, how magical is it? And, and then you have the flag coming out, you know, when you were there after 9-11, the first game back. But now the flag is such now a talking point as well. Everything, everything right now in 2020 is just seems so just crazy. Yeah. And sports was always the bring, you know, the bringer together of people. I don't know if it's a much of a bringer together anymore right now. There's a lot of people on both sides that are just have their opinions on things. I'm not saying which ones are right or which ones are wrong, but I think we all can know which ones are wrong. <laughs> but th- there's still a side of people that are like. No, I don't. I don't. You know, get down with that. And it's now you see people button heads even more and more and more. Something needs to happen to bring it together. I hope that can be sports. This whole pandemic had an opportunity to be something that would bring us all together. Uh-huh. It didn't happen. It and, didn't. And it's driven us more far apart. And uh, yeah, I don't know who you want to blame for that. I know who I blame, but I, I, you know, we're as divisive. We're more divided as a country no, never. than ever before. Ah, never, never. Except, Have I experienced anything like this? Except, I don't think anyone has. Except, you know, in the 1860s. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? But, like, yeah. th- th- this at this time, yeah. 
I mean, and I don't necessarily think it's going to, I don't, I don't know what would pull it together. I, I, I really don't. I have no idea. I think either. the differences and the time that we're at and the time that the anger uh, among a lot of people, uh-huh. both sides, yeah, they're not going to, they're not going to all of a sudden come together and shake hands. No, it's not going away. It's, um, if anything, it's probably going to get a little worse. Yeah. Phones are blowing up already. I, one, two, or exact, three. You know exactly who they are. Well, usually, here, we're just, we're just going to run them down quick. I'm going to go three. Welcome to the show. Who do I got? My pool is open. Hey, Charlie, that's awesome. Let me put you on hold. Welcome to the show. Who do I got? Is this Tommy? Hey, Tommy, what's up, dude? Hey, listen, there was a church service out west somewhere, and 243 people got COVID from sitting in this church service. Yep. Hallelujah. So they're not going to open the stands. I mean, come on. No, that's not, it's not happening, Tom. You know, and it, you could say six months, but six months it could be twice as bad. Who knows? The good news for today, though, is that the Jim Rome smack-off. <laughs> yeah, the smack-off, Tommy. And I'm bringing my computer to work. I'm going to sit there and listen to it at 11 o'clock and then stream it. Yeah, that's I love the smack-off with Rome. Well, today's the day. Hey, yeah, Tom, when you uh, were 100 days and no sports right now here in America, or big, you know, the major sports, what was the uh, exact question? What was your lasting memory of when it all first started going down? Well, to me, it's like the biosphere, which some people call Gaia, is uh, acting back and saying, humans, you know, you're just one species here. We got this other one called a virus. <laughs> and uh, I think that the fact that the skies are cleaner and, you know, there's a lot less pollution and all this stuff, it just shows you that we could switch things around. I mean, it's been a... We could, but we call. won't, Tom. If people think we're going to go back to the way it was, they're crazy. So. <laughs> yep. Thanks, Tommy. Have a good weekend, man, and Bye enjoy bro. the smack off. Yeah, Tom's like, it ain't happening. They ain't going to be fans of the stands. And thankfully, Charlie's pool is open. <laughs> so, so, um, so Barry Alvarez had a, a virtual town hall meeting yesterday with season ticket holders. And you were Zoom, I imagine? No. it was at, what, what they did was they uh, earlier this week, they asked for questions uh-huh. from, from the you had to RS, oh, okay. you had to RSVP. They asked for questions. Gotcha. And then they recorded it yesterday afternoon. And it was with Barry Alvarez. Wisconsin's AD, and then Chris McIntosh, the WDA AD, and then had Matt LePay asking questions. And um, yeah, so f- some fans got to ask their questions. Apparently, they got over 250 questions. They answered about six of them. Um, <laughs> and uh, I'm sure all the I'm sure all the questions were probably pretty similar. They probably were. And you know, the questions were, "What do you know? What game day is going to look like? Do you know if fans are going to be in the stands? Do you, um, you know, is the Lambeau game against?" Notre Dame's still God. on, like that, all that type of stuff. I feel like Barry Alvarez, if he if he knew and had all the answers to that, he would be like the leading. He'd be above Dr. Fauci of knowing all that stuff. Right. So he didn't have answers on a lot of that stuff. Shocking. But he said we should have answers. We need to have answers. Yeah. You know, right after the Fourth of July, because we're getting close to where there's going to be uh, players reporting for. I mean, all of them are already there, but players reporting for camp soon after that. I I don't even know how you're going to get answers. You know, it's like you have to make a decision. Look, yeah, have, that's I mean, it. You're not going to know. You, you just have to do a decision. At July fourth, you're two months. I guess you're two months out from the start of the season because Badgers open on September fourth. Yeah, you have to the, the planning that has to go into it, especially you know if you're going to potentially have a limited number of fans in the stands or or none at all. You have to be able to do that, and you have to be able to figure it out budget wise too. Yeah. Because if you don't have all these all this money coming in. Well, how are you going to do it budget-wise? There's so many questions. How do you figure it out budget-wise? You don't know what's going to happen. No one knows what's going to happen. That's why they've made about five or six different budgets, and they have <laughs> yeah. they have scenarios. And it's the same way with with fans in, in the stands. They have some different scenarios that they can go through. They said that they've been working on the scenarios and not really caring 
which one, obviously not caring, but not really focusing on yeah, yeah, which yeah. which one ends up being the one they need to use. Yeah. Uh, they're not going to predict. They, they can't predict which one they're going to need to use. Yeah, so I'm just reading your article here in MassySportsZone.com. Uh, Barry Alvarez said, quote, we have to be getting closer because our kids are going to be reporting for camp in a few weeks, which you just said. I think we'll have some answers after the 4th of July, which you know we're going to have to, a lot of discussions, a lot of tough decisions. Yeah. That's, that's the part where I'm like, all right, there's a red flag. And there it has to be a red flag. A lot of tough decisions. Yeah, I mean, that's just that's the reality of the situation. Among those tough decisions, well, whether to allow fans into the stadium. And like, like I was just saying, and you were just saying, I don't see it happening. Uh, what was it? Um, Ohio State was running some simulations when it comes to social distancing with fans at Ohio Stadium is what, over 100,000? And they got it down. I think the most they could do was forty to 44,000 fans in the stands. It's... Uh, uh, I think the realistic one was twenty to twenty-two thousand, if I remember correctly. I don't know if they had loosened their restrictions a bit, but come fall, it could be back to tightening up or no fans in the stands at all because of the second wave, possibly. In certain places, they're going to have fans, and yeah. and Barry said as much. He said, you know, we got uh, teams in eleven different states. Everyone's at different points in this this COVID thing, so different uh, different cities. Or different campuses could look different than others. Mm-hmm. Like Wisconsin, you know, Ohio State could have fans in the stands and nobody else could. You know, that that might be it. Yeah. Penn State may have fans in the stands and no one else will. And there could be situations where you don't even have some schools participating, right? At all for a football team. Do you honestly see that happening? I, I don't. Neither do I. I don't. The thing that I would have liked to ask Barry but, about was the 10 game schedule. Oh, yeah. And um, whether that is something that they is actually being looked at because that was a question or that was a report from an Ohio state reporter. So, mm-hmm. you know, that that's to me, I think that would be the other thing that they have to decide by July 4th yeah. or right after July 4th. But he also commented on the Notre Dame game at Lambeau field and said, right now, actually he took a shot at Brian Kelly. Did he? Uh, apparently coach Kelly said on a TV show that they were, we're talking about moving the game. We've never had those conversations. Yeah, get them, Barry. And they haven't. So, and, and the Packers have said the same thing. Brian Kelly—he's scared of the—he's scared of Bucky. That's what it is. He's scared of getting beat beat down. Well, they're gonna stuff the play. He's <laughs> scared of getting beat down. Just not at home. Just not in Lambo. Um. So I, I'm looking at this too, real quick, before I get back to the phones. We have um, uh, the uh, was it Chris McIntosh, the deputy AD? Yep. He admitted that if they do end up allowing fans, it will. Uh, obviously be reduced capacity and there will be some tough decisions of who actually gets to get into the stadium. I would imagine players, families, yep. coach and coaching staff families. Yep. If you're a big t- the bigger the donor you are, the more likely you are to be in the stadium. But I don't see I don't foresee many fans eking in. It's gonna there's a pecking order. Would you go in the stadium right now? Yeah. So would I. Yeah, I would. I I wonder how many people But I'm would. A, I'm I'm in we're in the range of we're healthy, you know we're healthy individuals who don't have underlying health issues, and we're we're in that we're in that where we have a ninety nine point nine whatever percent chance of survival rate. So we're in the range of being fine. I'm curious if you're an older cat, would you want to go in? I, and th- that's something they'd have to ask themselves. And if you could get in, would you want to do it? I don't yeah. know. We'll talk a little bit about the virtual town hall meeting Barry Alvarez had yesterday, and the athletic director or deputy athletic director Chris McIntosh. They have no answers, but they will come, what, a little after 4th of July? That's their hope. That's the hope. And it's kind of a 
I don't know if it's a deadline, but it's, it's close to a deadline, <laughs> according to Alvarez. And then um, when it comes to fans in the stands, Barry Alvarez had said that it is up in the air. And I think if you use deductive reasoning, we all could have figured that out. And how many questions did you say that Alvarez got? Like, you had to submit them ahead of time. There was 200. I think they said close to 250 questions. I, I didn't count the questions. They probably got to nine or ten of them. I wonder how many were the same freaking question. I bet you the majority of them were the exact same yeah, question. Yo, for sure. is there going to be fans in the stands? Because this is for season ticket holders, correct? Right. Yeah, and if you're a season ticket holder, uh, now, do you are you privy to the information of how the gap year works with the, the tickets this year? Because you pay so you can, you fifty, could, you could pay fifty dollars uh-huh. and hold on to your tickets, or at least you won't lose your tickets this year. Yes, like you could pay fifty dollars, as opposed to paying the six hundred dollars. Well, for me, six hundred dollars for the just opportunity to buy them. Yeah, and then the seven hundred and something the tickets are, that it, the cost of the tickets themselves. So this week saw players starting coming back to the campus for the football team. It was a hundred out of a hundred and twenty-three. Yeah. And more will be trickling in this coming week. But they're all doing, obviously, social distancing and everything separated. And you got to do certain workouts and yada, yada, yada. But the NCAA just approved it. Was was it Wednesday they approved that or Tuesday when they approved that uh, July workout? Wednesday. Workout, Wednesday? Yeah. And yeah. it was what, um, that workouts could begin again in July? Was that what it was? So they, they have, obviously, they're working out right now, right? They're volunteer yes, workouts. Yes. Mandatory workouts can start July 12th for Wisconsin. And those are that would be like another ten days, and then on the twenty second they can go into their walkthroughs, right? There mm-hmm. uh, for another two weeks, and then they'll start fall camp as normal on August six, uh, August fourth. No, early it, August. It's, it's early August. So that's that's good news though. When you're getting things back to. I hate the newer normal or having normalcy. So when you're getting things back to how they kind of once were, that's a good sign. Right. It, to me, it's trending like football is going to happen, but without fans in the stands. Or, depending on where you are, maybe very limited capacity. Texas. Uh, limited people. Texas is saying already 50%. Yeah. Despite the fact that they, they are spiking. Hardcore. <laughs> uh, them, Florida, uh, Arizona. Yep. Where else? Um, California, California had they all. California, Texas, Florida, Arizona all had more than twenty five hundred cases, uh, new cases yesterday. And they're still going under the belief that we're going to have limited capacity in stadiums and sports will be back. And then I just saw what was the California's governor mandated now everyone has to wear face masks. Right. So that was yesterday that you mandated that you have now you're required you have to wear a face mask when you're out. There was some. There was a sheriff in Arizona that. Uh, said he would not enforce uh, some of the, the stay-at-home yeah, orders, right. right? And then? He tested positive for COVID. COVID-19, yeah. <laughs> um, when it comes to uh, – that happened to another guy, too. That it happened was, to a lot of people. Yeah. Okay, so now I'm looking at – let's move the NFL a little bit here because if there's going to be no fans in the stands, Mark Murphy – because we. So yesterday, towards the end of the show, the story broke about Dr. Fauci saying that he's, his belief is that the NFL, in order for them to get underway, will have to live in a bubble. And we were like, how are you going to have NFL in a bubble? There's so – and you said, well, there's over 2,000 players alone. Yep. How are you going to have these teams live in a bubble? It obviously can work easier in the NBA when there's less teams, only 22 teams, and less players on a roster. But when it comes to football, there's just – the moving parts are – Incredible for each team. 
I don't know how you're going to be in a bubble, but then Mark Murphy kind of came out and said they're still operating under the belief that they're not going to be in a bubble, and the NFL said that's not really plausible uh, for Dr. Fauci's statement, but they're willing to adjust you know, if needed. So the NFL right now is under the belief from everything that they're going to be going about it as if it were business as usual. Yeah, business as usual. Except, of course, it's not, and they have to deal with the union, right? They yeah. have to figure out the union and come to an agreement with them, and I think they, the union... But again, here's the thing. Uh, Do- Dr. Fauci can say what he thinks, right? Mm, yeah. He's not the decision maker. No. He's yeah, he's the, the voice, you know, the, the, the big... The, he, he can, he's the, the guy the, that can trumpet it out. Yeah, he's the big voice that is the one that's talking. Though but he's not the de- ultimate decider. We've heard less and less from him in recent weeks. We have. But he has no role in that. He can say that. But it's not going to be his decision. It's going to be the decision of the NFL and their chief medical officer who came out and said, Dr. Fauci laid out all the issues that we're dealing with. Mm -hmm. But there are issues that we are tackling and there are issues that we are going to go through and figure out a way to to make it happen. Like We all know it's not going to be an easy task, but it's not something that uh, is impossible either. Yeah, uh, let's see. The NFL's chief medical officer, Alan Sills, responded to Fauci saying, make no mistake, this is no easy task. We will make adjustments as necessary to meet the public health environment as we prepare to play the 2020 season as scheduled with increased protocols and safety measures for all players, personnel, and attendees. We will be flexible and adaptable in this environment to adjust to the virus as needed. Does the NFL start on time, Evo? Man. Well, you got, what, a couple coaches, unnamed coaches, according to ESPN's Ed Warder, saying, what he said? Three coaches. Three coaches saying that they should delay the start of the season. You have now uh, Ezekiel Elliott and others getting positive tests for COVID-19. Now you have a Tampa Bay Buccaneers assistant coach testing positive for a coronavirus. Uh, the identity of that assistant has not been revealed, but there's another name. <laughs> uh, in a normal – it's not normal. I would say what's par for the course of 2020 is I don't think NFL will start on time. Does it play at all? It has to. Uh, yeah. Well, they have a win. Like, how much money does the Packers have? They have three hundred forty some million dollars in there, like in a rainy day fund. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember the exact. I know it's three hundred something million. If they don't play, nobody gets paid. Yep. So, I mean, it's going to be a situation where they would be hurt. By I not saw they're already going to be talking to the union about contracts and whatnot. I think I don't know the exact details of it. I mean, if they're, if, anyways, if, if they're playing, well, yeah, it's a thing. Like, if there's no fans in the stands, then that. Revenue isn't coming in, and, yeah. and then you have to worry about where do you get the revenue from. It's the same issue that, that baseball is facing. Do you think NFL starts on time? I do. Because why? Because there's no reason not to be optimistic. That's true. <laughs> I'm say, usually optimistic. Excuse me. Excuse me. There's, there's plenty of reasons not to be optimistic, but I'm going to choose to be optimistic because the, there's so much bad in the world. I usually am optimistic. <laughs> My glass is always half full, but lately it's been... You keep on saying lately. It's not, this has not been a couple months. Lately, it's been half empty, and if not, it's, it's probably like less than half empty, but I never thought the NCAA tournament would be canceled. I never thought the NBA would be postponed like it is. I never thought we wouldn't have baseball. I never thought that, you know, you could, I could just keep going down the list of things I never thought would happen. So <laughs> trends are your friends, and this time they're my enemy. But looking at the trend, I don't know. I don't know about football anymore. I honestly don't. I'll be. I'll try to be optimistic for you, Zach, because I know you are, which blows my mind. So I'll, I'll, I'm going to try to be there with you. So 
for today, since it is Friday, we got the weekend coming up. Yes, the the Hell NFL, yeah. the there NFL will start yes. on time. Yes, and we will be seeing football. It's too big to fail. It feels good, doesn't it? To say the shield it. feels good. Feel feels like good. I feel like I'm lying to myself, but Woo. yeah, it feels good. All right, I had to chuckle yesterday. Twitter, one of the greatest websites ever invented. Some beautiful stuff on there. Also some really dumb stuff. Everything in between. This right here is pretty funny. This comes from around the NFL. Bears quarterback coach looking for a quote-unquote juice from Mitchell Trubisky and Nick Foles. He said, quote, We walk around with a little bit of swagger to ourselves in terms of knowing we're the best quarterback room in the NFL. (laughs) Stop it. Are they even the best quarterback room in the NFC North? No. Okay, I'll give them credit. They did make a better move to better themselves in that quarterback room by making the move to get Nick Foles. Yeah, swinging Nick Foles. Big D swinging. Big D swinging. Big D Nick. Uh, Yeah, that's a good move. But he's also what? This is his third team in three years. Yeah, and he's uh, how old is he now? He's getting up there. He is getting up there. He is thirty-one years old. No, well, maybe not. He so, feel, it feels like he's been around forever. No, this is, I know, right? They say his nickname here is Saint Nick. Eh, I don't. I thought it was something else. I don't think that's his proper nickname. I think uh, his nickname. I think that hog he's got is going to be making uh, Mitch Trubisky a little more jealous. Would you say you're him? Would you? Because I feel like he gets he, he's embarrassed by that nickname. Oh, dude, you got to embrace it. I would embrace the hell out of it. Oh, that. my God. I would just, uh, yes. I would have it on the back of my jersey. Right. Big <clears throat> D Nick. Yeah, no, the, the funny thing. It mean, rhymes yeah. with Nick. Right. Like the NFL, uh, the NFL goes and allows them to put nicknames on the back of their jerseys <laughs> like the NBA and, That's the one. and Major League Baseball. Yeah. Big D Nick. Yep. Big D Nick, not Saint Nick. That'd be hilarious. He he asked for Saint Nick. Yeah, and he, when he puts the jersey on, it's Big D Nick. Because they have seamstresses, right? That yeah. are in there. Because I remember watching videos of the Packers seamstresses going at it. And yeah. They individually stitch those jerseys up and whatnot. And if they have a seamstress in, um, you know, Chicago down there, get that thing done. And she's like, I know what he really wants. He's too <laughs> bashful. He's too shy. I'll just stitch it on for him. Right. Yeah. But Mitch Trubisky and Nick Foles. I know that their quarterback's coach has to say this. He doesn't, actually. Uh, well, you don't have to say anything at all. He's he, not going to say anything negative. He can talk about the swagger. He can talk about how confident they are. But to put that out there, to say we're the best quarterback room in the NFL, come on. <laughs> That's, you're, That's you're hilarious. Joking. You do not have a quarterback right now. Like, you don't have a starting quarterback. No, you don't. Mitch Trubisky is just, he is he is not good. It's like saying, Wisconsin, and I'm going to preface this by saying, I think Wisconsin quarterbacks are, are fine. But it's like saying Wisconsin has the best quarterback room in the Big Ten because they got two different guys that could be their starter. Yeah. And, and, and not uh, Ohio State and, uh. and not Penn State and not Minnesota with uh, up there. So, I mean, yeah. it's, it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. And if you don't have a starting, if you, don't, if you have two starting quarterbacks, you don't have one. Well, okay. When do you think, when do you think Mitch Trubisky, it's just a matter of time for me that Mitch Trubisky is going to be shown the bench. And Nick Foles was going to be the starter. I I pegged it around week six. I wonder how big all these things are messed up because we don't know because they didn't get this whole offseason to be on the field together. True. 
I think that throws a lot. Let's all right. Throw the throw the Those pandemic out of the window. Let's, well, you can't throw the pandemic let's, out of the let's window. Let's just play along here and say. Okay, sorry. That, uh, no, you're good. Let's just play along and say everything's everything's going to be normal. I think Nick Foles wins the job out of camp. Oh, out of camp, really? Yeah. Ryan Pace, his career is forever tied now to Mitch Trubisky. Oh yeah, yeah, and Matt Nagy's. And yeah, and Nagy. Well, Nagy has had experience with Foles in that Super Bowl run when. Right? Was Nagy on that staff, or was he, was he with, on a re- He's with Kansas City. Was he? Was but he's got experience with Foles. I think Foles was in Kansas City, wasn't he? Maybe that's what it was. So Nagy has experience with Foles. So that's there's a step up right there. Because listen, man, watching Mitch Trubisky play last year, that was a that was yikes. That it was, was not, not it, good. It was not pretty. No, it was, it it was, was bad. Yeah. Um, I shouldn't say that. It, it, you, as a Packers fan, probably enjoyed watching Mitch Trubisky. Oh, last I loved year. it. Yeah. The, the circus of Bears quarterbacks have forever been. As long as I remember, incredible. I still think. I mean, I love Jay Cutler the most. Jay Cut. Cutty though. Cutty though. To me, is a very good quarterback. He was just a victim of, yes, his demeanor. Cutty's a good quarterback. I like gunslingers. Cutty's a gunslinger. He's got the same numbers. So because he's a gunslinger, he's a good player. He's got better numbers than Troy Aikman, and Troy Aikman's in the Hall of Fame. It's because Troy Aikman's a winner. True, but Cuddy was a victim of different coaches. Matt Stafford has better. I love Matt Stafford. Matt too. Stafford has better numbers than Troy. I'm a Aikman. huge Matt Stafford. You've gone down the list of all the quarterbacks that have better numbers than Troy Aikman. Yet I'm just saying he's a Hall of Famer. But Jay Cuddy was a victim of different offensive coordinators, different coaches. It was a carousel for him. You could never have consistency. I'm and how much of that was still, his fault? I still blame Jay Cutler for throwing picks. Obviously, why but is, when you wh- don't get consistency of a coaching staff, why was he, he as your professional? You should be able. Why to, was he booted out of Denver? Uh, I don't remember exactly. Wasn't, didn't they trade for him? They traded him. Yeah. Why do you trade your franchise quarterback if he's so good, like you say? I like Cuddy. I think he was a good quarterback. I don't care if you like him. I'm asking if he's good. I think he is a good quarterback. Why do you trade a good quarterback? I don't know. I think he's a good quarterback. Are you all right with that? Besides, I think it was great for the Packers, too. He should have his Packers his jersey That's in the wh- Packers Hall of Fame. Here's the thing. That's why I think you think he's a good quarterback. And that's why you like him. Because he kept on throwing... Uh, he, Hey, All right, let me rephrase same, this. When it comes to the Chicago Bears same quarterbacks, old, you, you liked him who because would you he was rather the have? same old Jay. Mitch Trubisky, Jay Cutler, Rex Grossman, or Kyle Orton? Again, you're, I, I want to throw Craig Krenzel. Uh, Craig Krenzel. And K- Craig Krenzel. Craig Krenzel. It doesn't matter. Who would you rather have on all those? It'd be Jay Cutler. Wouldn't it? It would be. But that's like saying, you know. If you're Chicago Bears, if you had to pick those, out of those names, you'd pick Cuddy. Nelson's the tallest of the smallest people. Like that, I mean, what, what do you want from that? You know what I'm saying? Like that. So you don't think Cutler's a was a good quarterback? I think he's a fine quarterback. I just don't understand why you, you think he's a good quarterback. Great. I just said he was a good quarterback, and that you love him, and I that the reason and the reason you love him is because he kept smoking Jay because he was same old Jay. The nonchalant attitude. When you Jay will throw us the ball. Yeah, who's got to catch it? The nonchalant, you know, riding on that uh, that bike in the NFC Championship. I personally game. think you, you're a big fan of him because of. Uh, his willingness to go out in the nude and get a picture of his butt taken. That's part of part of why I do love Jay Cutler. Yeah. It's a beautiful moon out you, there during the middle of the day. You knew he had, you know he had a cigarette in his mouth. Of course on the other he side did. Of the right? He just, has a marb red just smoking hang, just Jay. hanging out the side. So I forget where we were going with this until we got off this Cutler tangent. But, oh, yeah, best quarterback room in the NFL. Where do the Bears even stack up in the NFC North? Probably. Look, you have to take into account the starting quarterback, right? Yes. That's the biggest part. That's the most important part of the quarterback room. And it goes it goes Aaron Rodgers, it goes Kirk Cousins, it goes Matt Stafford, yep. and then, then it goes Nick Foles slash Mitch, Mitch Trubisky. Trubisky. 
scrolling around the interwebs. I'm surfing the World Wide Web, if you will. Saw this. College football title contender tiers. Sorting college football's 2020 national title contenders in the six different tiers. The first tier, Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State. Then they have a tier and a half, 1.5. Oh. Georgia. Number two would be Oklahoma. Three-tier, LSU, Notre Dame, Penn State, Florida Gators. The fourth tier, Auburn, Michigan, Texas A&M, and Texas. Fifth tier, Oregon, USC, and Washington. And then coming in at the sixth tier, ahead of Wisconsin would be Minnesota. (laughs) All right, who... Just throw this list out. And Oklahoma State. If Minnesota's in contention. They're all, just, they're all on the same tier. Right. They're on the same tier, but as they haven't listed it, I'm assuming it's alphabetical. But it would be Minnesota, Oklahoma State, then Wisconsin. I would assume that's alphabetical as well. But when you still look at it, Wisconsin's last. It's on Minnesota. Is Wisconsin on the same level as Minnesota as a college For, football contender tier? No. Zach? Easier schedule. But no. Do is, you is your schedule <laughs> as of right now? Yes. Yeah. So as of right now, we'll go with what is right now. Full on conference schedule that, that could change. Uh, out of the Big Ten, is Michigan a two tiers higher? Michigan is a is on the fourth tier. Are they truly two tiers higher than Wisconsin, who is a sixth tier? I I, I kind of feel like Wisconsin is extremely overrated in that, that yeah. FPI. Oh yeah, I've, way overrated yeah. in that FPI. They're they, rated they, based off of last in the power year. index. Yeah, coming in at fourth, they're not rated off last year. That's that, that's what the AP poll. That's what the AP and coaches poll do. I know the, F, the FPI is based on a whole bunch of other things. I know, but I still think because they return nine guys on defense. Right, but it it seems like it doesn't take into account the whole offensive side of the ball. Yes, yeah, I totally agree. They have they lose their best running, running back, back, best wide receiver, receiver. two of their two of the best guys that have ever played those positions yeah. at Wisconsin. I think if Quintez had stayed around, he may have been considered <clears throat> yeah top two, top three. But, yeah, and then you lose three offensive linemen, uh, and you don't have a you, you have a solid quarterback. You don't have a game changer. You don't have, like, a Heisman candidate, though I think you get odds on that. I think you get odds on Jack Cohn. Probably. Jackie Heisman? Yeah. It's like 200 to 1 or something like that, 400 to 1. <laughs> Take it. Uh, but <laughs> they have so many questions on offense. But it, they even, do. Even on defense, they do, too, because they mm-hmm. lost their two biggest playmakers there, two double-digit sack guys in Zach Bond and Chris Orr, mm-hmm. and not necessarily – plug-and-play type of guys behind him. I shouldn't say it. I think Leo Chanel is, is a plug-and-play guy. Yeah. You see him benching? And we and, and if he's not, then Mikey Mascalunas will be in there. Yeah. But the outside linebacker spot, I don't know who that pass rusher is. They have a lot of talent. They have a lot of young guys, but there's no proven guy there. Right. And that would be my biggest concern. So here's what they say. Concern there. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, I like him in like a top 15 kind of scenario to, right. for the preseason, and that, but and that, not a... And those tiers would make them a top 15 team, right? Yeah. Here's what they say about the Badgers and why they come in as a, the sixth tier. The Badgers are the obvious answer. They return uh, the 34th most production in the country, and they have a record of challenging for a playoff spot. Wisconsin has won 10-plus games in five of the last six years. If the Badgers can figure out an offensive replacement for Jonathan Taylor, get slightly better quarterback play from Jack Cohn, and be a little better in the secondary, this team will have a shot. Back-to-back games with Michigan and Notre Dame will determine the direction of the Badgers' season. And that's fine. I think there's a lot of people that don't think Wisconsin will ever win a national championship in football because they don't recruit at a high enough level. 
Man, do you see those recruits coming yet. in now, though? <laughs> but it's still not at the same level as Ohio State. True. Right. And that type of thing. And, and unless, Until you can beat Ohio State, until you can get over that hump, you're not going to have a shot. Yeah. Let's go to the phones quick. 608. Oh, 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 there they went. All right. See you later. <laughs> All right. So is it is it just, yes, the recruits, but they've been getting better. This is the, the most four-star in uh, school history tied for last year. Yep. Is that what it is now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, obviously, if you're making history, two years in a row, or tying history, you're doing a little better. Is it? Is it? Does it come down to, because Wisconsin's always been able to reload on defense. Wisconsin's always been able to reload on running backs, linemen. Is it truly just Jack Cohn, the quarterback position? I mean, we, we I, talked about it. I think your biggest one is maybe running back this year because we don't is, really know what's is back Is getting there. that quarterback, though, because – Cohen's a nice player, but do you think he's going to win you a Heisman? Do you think he's going to win you a national championship? No, well, he doesn't have to win me a Heisman. Yeah, or a national championship. He's he, not going to win a. He's not going to win a national. Is, championship is it just going coming down to okay? We got all the pieces there, but the quarterback. They're not. No, no, no. I'm not talking. I'm not talking this coming year. I'm talking as a whole in the past few years. I think there are and people moving forward. I think there are people that think if you just put a quarterback, uh, a great quarterback, on Wisconsin's roster, it would change things, but I. I still think you have to – they don't – the secondary to me is where the biggest difference is between Wisconsin and Ohio State. Wisconsin, Ohio State's secondary, the talent that they have and the talent that they continue to put in the NFL can lock down the uh, uh, lock down receiving groups and the quarterback has to be perfect, and I don't think you're ever going to get that. They can lock down everybody but Jared Aberdares. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I, it just, yeah. yeah it's, yes, good there's, call. There's, yeah. there's uh-huh. just – and you hate to say it, and it's the talent thing, but yeah, it's Wisconsin's not a quarterback away. You can have guys coming through the halls like Jordan Taylor and all those guys, and yet we've seen it. They've been on the cusp. They're just not there yet. Certain certain teams, I think, were a quarterback away. Yes. Like 2017, if they had a great quarterback, that team is potentially I, it was a it was forty three yards away from going to college football yeah, playoffs. Yeah, yeah. So I, if they had a quarterback that could actually not throw a whole bunch of back breaking interceptions <laughs> in that season, while also throwing twenty four touchdowns, that'd but, be great. But year in year out, Wisconsin is not just a quarterback away. Yeah, I've well, some people I think the casual fan was like, oh, if only we could get. That's why you hear the start Mertz, or that's why you hear the look at this guy. He's got to be the one. That's why it's such a big deal to get Mertz because yeah. they think that's going to be the that's going to be the difference. Six zero eight three two one sixteen seventy. Welcome to the show. Who do I got? You got your boy Thomas. <laughs> Thomas, what's up, man? Everything's up. <laughs> the ceiling, where's that at? Uh, I don't know. What's up? I don't know where I am right now. Same. I never know where I am, Thomas. Yeah. I just float through this life, you know. I'm ready for the yep. next plane. I just want to say that the Badgers are definitely a tier, a tier 2.5 team. 2.5? Yeah, because yeah. they got George as a 1.5. I don't know how that works for tiers, but yeah. If we had Joel Stavey instead of Horny Brick this year, we would have won a national championship. That's that's a big take right there. I know you love yourself some Stave, Thomas. Yeah, I know, but it's true, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Hornybrook, just look at him. Just, ugh. <laughs> it disgusts me. Thomas, I love the comedy, man. You have yourself a good weekend, man. I appreciate you calling in. Yeah, you too, Weebo. See you, buddy. Yep. Thomas, right there. You look at Hornybrook, just, ugh. I, I think was, a lot of people hey, would say that. Hey, Hornybrook did have that. That season was... Was really good for Hornybrook and what forty? How many yards was it? Forty three yards away in the Big Ten title game against Ohio State. Yeah, the back breaking. Okay, but then he started throwing at people's feet. And that's yeah. because he was aiming for the tires. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when you look at 
Trust me, guys. This is how I, I won the I Manning this. Passing Academy. Uh, some shoelace catches. Get on out there. <laughs> I'm just envisioning you as looking like golf carts. Golf cart didn't have any problem with it. <laughs> so do you guys have any, like, looking at the, the tiers here? I'm, I'm confused by the one and a half. But Alabama. Better, I believe that's better than two and not, and not better than one. Yeah, it's one and a half. Like, okay, put them in one or two. Make I, a decision. I'd understand here. if you had more than just Georgia in there. So you're you're saying Georgia's better than Oklahoma by a half. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and it's not like there there's no other half tier, right? No, that's just it. There's only one half tier. It's one and a half is for Georgia. Yeah, I mean, just put uh, Ohio them at, State's just a tier. Put a, just oh, put them at two. Ohio State's no problem with tier one. Then out of the Big Ten, is Penn State a th- tier three team on the likes of LSU, Notre Dame, and Florida? Just yeah. behind Oklahoma and Georgia? Yeah, because they recruit at a high level. Yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> Michigan, is Michigan a four, a tier four team? I, they don't have a quarterback yet either. They got to find <laughs> they, they, That's a quarterback that, battle that they got to figure out. That might be a team that's a quarterback away. Yeah. Yeah. And then the only other team out of the Big Ten is Minnesota truly on the same level, a tier six team? I know you said to ease your schedule, Zach. Are they truly a, a six-tier team along the likes of Oklahoma State and Wisconsin for a national title? Minnesota, the Golden Gophers, and P.J. Fleck. I think on paper only. I think we saw the difference between the two programs last last fall, and Wisconsin owned them. It wasn't particularly close. And yeah. the only reason I think Minnesota's up there is because what they did in their bowl game, they beat, beating Auburn like they did, mm-hmm. and Wisconsin losing. Otherwise, I don't see how you put them on the same level. It's... Yeah. And, I mean, we already talked about it. We don't think Wisconsin's that number four on that FPI, but they definitely should be on this list. I don't think Minnesota should be on this list. <laughs> I don't know how you go. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't either. I agree. I just, I still am shocked that Wisconsin's fourth in the power index. Whoever, whoever did that or whatever company... Whoever who is that? an individual, the tiers or the power index? Tiers, yes, tiers. Uh, yeah. It I mean, is. I was looking at twenty four seven sports hmm. for that from Gopher Illustrated. <laughs> um, they, whoever is seeing that, likes um, PJ Fleck, guaranteed. It's the same guy that put together the coach rankings. Yeah, probably that, that had uh, that had PJ ahead of Paul Christ. I, I mean, it. This guy. The only reason he left Nebraska off of that list is because he know he he knew people would get on him about that. Otherwise, I guarantee national champion Scott Frost and the and the uh, Nebraska Cornhuskers would be on that list somewhere. All right, I figured it out. We just had news of the weird. Yeah, yeah. And this influential panel we meet every five years and they try to do like uh, dietary guidelines. Give it to uh, advise the government on it. And the federal panel says men should cut back on their booze. From rather than having two drinks, it should be one drink per day. One bourbon, one scotch, one beer. That'd be the song right here by George Thorogood. You government wouldn't like what you're doing. I figured it out on Wednesday. I went out because phase two for Dane County kind of uh, restricted in, or uh, loosened their restrictions. It's now 50% capacity. So I went to a new bar called Young Blood. Off of King Street, and I, I lost. I usually lose track. And you said you had lost track. Oh, yeah, the I time around. Yeah, I figured I had two beers, their own their own brews there at uh, Young Blood. Delicious beer. Go check it out. I had two there, and then I went to another bar called the Settled Down Tavern, 
and I had two beers there and a shot of JMO. There's five. And then uh, we said, there might have been another one thrown there. Uh, we'll go five. And then we went to Maduro, had a cigar. I won't count the cigar because you don't drink a cigar. You smoke a cigar. I don't think the, the federal panel will be too keen on me smoking a cigar. Yeah, go ahead. But then I had a, another drink. So I had six drinks Wednesday and did responsibly Uber there and Uber back home. So there's six on a Wednesday night. So you are got one more to go for the, for the week then. So I'm due for one more. So I have one more tonight, and I'm and I'm good. I've met my quota according to this federal panel. And you, Zach, you just had a birthday. What on Monday? Yeah. Did you do anything for that, or did you just like I just, eh. I just chill? Because we, we, we kind of celebrate the weekend, right? Yeah. I'm not a big birthday guy. Are you a big birthday guy? Do you do you go I, all out? I do no. not. I do not like it. I do. I I don't like the. I don't. I don't like the attention. I, like, I don't. I don't. I just don't want it. I don't want it. There are certain people, especially around this building, who say they're not birthday people. But then, oh my God, the month and the weeks leading up, it's like, oh yeah, my mom having a birthday coming up. This, it's always about their birthday. I'm like, I don't care. I don't care about my birthday. When it's my birthday, I don't say a word. No, I don't either. I don't say a word to anyone. I don't bring it up. It's just, to me, it's just another day in this existence of life that uh, we're just getting old on a rock in space. There's no important birthdays after 21. True. I'm, I've made the determination. Uh, totally agreed. I never really cared about my birthday. Well, when you're a kid, obviously. But oh my god, there's so, what did what did some um, and I don't want to say just women, but a lot of women I see in my Instagram. What did they do when it comes to their birthday before Instagram? Because if you see now, if you have Instagram, you have the stories. It is like the longest stories ever about how it's their birthday today. It's like, oh my god, what did you do before Instagram? Or it's the people sharing people uh, people sharing yeah. other people's statuses about the birthdays. about the birthdays. Oh, it's nauseating. Does anyone care about anyone else's birthday unless it's like your significant other or like your mom or something? Birthdays. I don't care about anyone's birthday besides Jen's, my wife, and some of my immediate family. Other than that, I don't care. No offense. Yeah. No, I mean... I care about yours, though. I was going to say, you kind, you kind of sang to me. I sang to you. You, you made me feel special. And now you're in, my, saying, in my inner circle. Now you're saying you weren't actually, didn't actually enjoy that? Here you go. This is for you. This is for you, Zach. Here's a late birthday present from George Thorogood. We should have had one bourbon, one shot, and one beer. Yeah. Scotch and gin. Charlie, for listening, this for you, too. <laughs> All right, 608-321-1670. Twitter Zone Madison, Facebook Zone Madison. All right, I kept teasing it and teasing it and teasing it, and I never got around to it, but now I think... um. Lighten the mood a little bit when it comes to because you're talking about possibly not having fans in the stands for football. Barry Alvarez was talking yesterday in his uh, town hall meeting about what's going to happen. They're going to have what uh, information come out July after July 4th. Hoping they have details, yeah. Details. And when it comes to fans in the stands, he's not sure. Uh, it's up in the air. But sport that is coming back, by the way, today marks 100 days in America without major professional sports, the four major ones. 100 Days. That's insane. But what we know we do have coming back, unless Kyrie Irving brings it all down, is going to be NBA, basketball. 22 teams going to Orlando July 30th. And to have this, was it eight regular season games and then the tournament? Yep. We And you were just like, did you see the rules? Did you see what they get to do? Um, was it 114 or 117 pages? Yeah, it was a lot. Of this guidelines. We're, I'm not going to cover 117 pages over here. But they do get to do some fun things. Do they? K- kind of. Where are the Bucks staying again, Heilprin? 
Des, uh, Grand Destino? Yeah, that's it. The Grand Destino. Very palatial. Yeah. Just built. Just built. And so I think the other, I think there's like uh, six, seven other teams with them. Or no, is it, uh, I think it's the top four teams from each conference are at that, that yeah. one location. And so they, I was reading like they're flying in all kinds of like big screen TVs and they're flying in video games and they're flying in like ping pong tables. But did you see the thing about ping pong tables? No. And you brought that up the other day and then I totally forgot about it. So can you, you, can, yeah, can you, you tell us? They, you cannot play doubles. You have to play singles because you're not going to be six feet apart. So you can't you, you cannot play doubles in ping pong ball or ping pong. I don't necessarily think guys that big can play doubles anyways. Like can guys that are eight feet tall play doubles? But and then the other thing is if you play cards, yeah, they're going to throw the deck out after every uh, every time you play. They're just going to toss it. Yeah. Why don't they just like set it in a room for a couple of days? I don't know. Well, why don't they get put it on some some uh, ultraviolet? Light like Nelson wants them, want uh, yeah. wants them to play. I think under. they said they're doing that in Russia too now, but yeah, or putting well, playing cards under. Well, no, not playing cards. Maybe they are. But why don't you just put them in another room for a couple of days? Why are you gonna throw them out? I would take those cards. That'd be, like be, they should autograph them all, and then there'd be like a fundraiser for COVID nineteen relief. You autograph them all when you're done playing, then you let them in a room, let the disease, virus, germs on it die, and then you go sell them for COVID nineteen relief. Do something like that. But there's um. I'm just, I'm just spitballing. I'm just spitballing. But they have ping pong tables, but you can't play doubles? Yeah, not six feet apart. Can't play it. All right, so if you are with these guys, let's say you're another team, do you call elbow rule on someone if you're playing? Perhaps. I think the interesting thing about this, and there are some teams out there uh, like Miami who are going to be staying in that same hotel. Yeah. Who may just randomly bump into Giannis. That's couple, why I want to talk about this too. A couple of, uh, yeah, I think some, perhaps some uh, tampering going on exactly. for a few teams that may want a piece of Giannis next summer. All right, here's something that's not good. Toronto's in, there as well. In the Grand Destino where the Bucks are staying, I have the list right here. Here's a look at where all the teams are staying. The Bucks will be staying along the likes of, like you just said, Toronto, the Raptors, the Clippers, the Celtics, the Nuggets, the Jazz, the Heat, and... The Lakers. The Lakers. Yeah. I mean, those are the top team, four teams in each conference, I believe. Yeah. And Miami is expected to make a run at Giannis, assuming he makes it to free agency, which I don't think I don't think it's a, a guarantee at all. I think there's a if they if they win it this year, there's no way he leaves. Agreed. He'll he'll sign. Um I, I think in <laughs> I'm like 95, 99% sure that there's going to be no baseball, but I'm also 99% sure that Giannis is going to stay at the Milwaukee Bucks, no, no matter what. That's tough, man, because baseball's about to sign a new deal, and you're going to be <laughs> I, Like I said, I won't believe it until I see it on my TV. Yeah, but I'm saying. But either way, there could be – I could see some, you know, Pat Riley down at the breakfast bumping into Giannis. Yeah. Uh, you know, and that, that type of thing. And I don't know if Giannis will be like – be okay with it because I feel like in that situation he's going to turn into Kobe Giannis and be like it's, I'm all business here. This is all business. That's I think so too. It's business. It's all it's all that matters. Business. Business. But what's going to happen is you're in close quarters with all these guys and Giannis. Giannis very nice. Very he does everything right. I love Giannis and then the Kumbo. To did me, you, he did, seems very green though. Like he's like he's still kind of like. Oh, I don't know, man. Like, like doe-eyed a little that's, bit. That dude's a killer. No, I'm not talking – I'm talking off the court. 
like a like he, he does like he's like yeah okay this is fun he this enjoyed, is cool he enjoys himself he enjoys being you know the young. guy yeah I think he enjoys that but I don't think like someone can like sway him or no. persuade him be like yo dude you're in Milwaukee hey. no because what I does what I do have going for me of him staying in Milwaukee is when he was out in L A of TMZ like chasing him around relentlessly and he's like get away from me you guys are just no, leave. Right. But he hates that stuff. The only thing I think he hates more probably is losing. Yeah. And if Milwaukee's not going to be able to win a title, if Milwaukee can't finish off and, and make a deep run, get to, I think they need to get to the finals this year. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, yeah. I think they, they have, have to. to. They have to. They have to at least get to that point for him to be in the right mind to potentially sign that extension, the Supermax, this, this, uh, this offseason. Quarter of a bill. Yeah. That's and a Milwaukee, lot of money. And here's the other thing, with no fans in the stands, uh, you know the, the revenue the Bucks missed out on yeah. the last uh, well, rel- probably close to three months. Yeah, wh- where's their financials at? It's a good point. when it comes to Giannis. It's a really good point. I hope they're just stashing Giannis money away. There's, like a, hope so. there's a rainy day fund. There's a Giannis fund. Considering the money they gave Chris Middleton last summer. Yeah, yeah, because it's <sighs> this is. Uh, I think they'll find a way, but they're not the Bucks owner. Like all these owners are billionaires. Yep, but they're the Bucks owners are not among the top fifteen in the in the league. Was it who's the head is who's the hedge fund guy? Is it Lazarus or is it Edens? Whatever one, they're just gonna cash out one of their hedge funds and just give it to Giannis, man. Like, hey, Giannis, this have this for you and have this for your new son. Right. So stay in Milwaukee. Here's a here's a, your own fund. Yeah. We'll uh, we'll we'll get your bank account just flowing. Do you think though, when it comes to the team staying together now? And there's gonna be there's gonna be some new friends made. There's gonna be like if not friends already, but there's gonna be some, you know, chirping a little bit in the ears. You're gonna be a lot of downtime with players that you normally wouldn't have downtime with, per se, face to face downtime. And then with everything going on and the no fans in the stands and this, what if Milwaukee can do it? What can they keep? Then you're in a small market. Is, is this just more trouble? Spell more trouble of keeping Giannis. Nah, I don't think so. But I do think there will be some talking going on and trying to, you know, again, like all these people are so competitive. I I wonder what this right now. All these teams or all these guys, the the biggest stars, they all like each other. Yeah. They all like being around each other. You know, like uh, the only one they don't like is Rudy Gobert. But, right, <laughs> but he, you know, are the Jazz in that hotel? Uh, I have to look. Let me go scroll up. I think they are, aren't they? The Jazz are, yes, they are in that hotel. Yeah, so... You stay away from Giannis, Rudy. Stay away, sir. Don't be French kissing them. They all get along. I would have loved to have this happen in like the early, late 80s, early 90s, and you're putting the Knicks, oh. and you're putting the Bulls, and you're putting the Celtics, and you're, putting, down. and you're putting the Pistons uh-huh. all in the same hotel. That would be so amazing. Th- there be, would be so uh, many stories out of that. Yes, there, there would be... There would be fights. There would be fights. There would be fights. They would have to. So I'm looking at some of their amenities here. Uh, so the restrictions of the quarantine situation are a major issue, major issue for many players as they'll be isolated from their families for weeks. In order to try and keep players healthy and happy, the league is going to do some things like this. They're going to have everything from barbers to manicurists to a lounge for video games to DJ sets. So you can have DJs in there spinning some records and movie screenings. There will also be numerous options for outdoor activities, including golf and swimming. And de- players will be allowed to attend the other games on their off days. They're desperately trying to keep them within the bubble and trying to keep them out of trouble and yes. trying to make sure that they don't. Yes. <laughs> Do you think that we're going to have a story where someone sneaks out of the bubble? Oh, for sure. There's no doubt. 
then what well, if that if they get caught and that happens, then they're not going to be playing. Could be out for ten days at least, yeah. right? Because I think it's ten or fourteen days that they have to sit out. Could you imagine if it was? There's, I would love, I would love and hate it at the same time. But if a superstar did it, what player? What player? Could Giannis get away, would never. What player could get away with it? LeBron out of go out and come back in and not miss time. LeBron. I, I see. I don't know if it if a superstar left, someone would notice immediately. Right, right. I'm saying he gets caught. And then they'd be like, "Oh yeah, you're fine. You can come back in." It was LeBron. it was an emergency. They would come up with a story. LeBron. We are con- conspiracy theory, theory Friday. They would come up with a story as to why he left and why he needed to leave, and that's why he's not going to be forced to go through this. Be LeBron. Yeah. What do you think? So I think LeBron's probably the only one that could do it. Yeah. LeBron would skirt on. on they, but no I also one would ever find LeBron. They'd have his like entourage like hiding him the whole time. Like I think that's LeBron, but I'm not sure. But I don't. But here's the thing. I don't believe that he would actually do it no same he is as competitive as anybody yeah and he wants a championship and he's not going to do anything to um uh, i could see like dwight howard sneaking off to maybe go on a candy run assuming he goes it, assuming he goes and lebron being like dude are you serious are you effing kidding me right now i wouldn't i couldn't see lebron doing it but i could see lebron getting away with it Giannis would never Giannis would Giannis. i think Giannis is a rule he's a rule kind of guy he abides by the rules set in place but, dude, if you're standing here, I would love some amenities like this. Seven weeks away from my family, and I get to be having beer pong, even though it's not doubles, or, sorry, ping pong. And then you get a lounge for video games. You get DJ spinning. You get movie screenings. We were just talking movies a little while ago. Think of all the movies you could get caught up on. Maybe they could get a screening of that new James Bond movie, No but, Time to Die. But what the hell have you been doing for the last three months? Me? No, I'm saying them. Oh, them? Well, three well, Giannis, months. Giannis didn't have a hoop. Right, allegedly, allegedly, Chris Middleton allegedly didn't. Did have you a see? Hoop. Did you see the cute video though with Giannis and his, and his son? Yeah, with him doing, doing pushups, doing pushups and kissing him yeah. when he goes down. Yeah. yeah, well, that's what Giannis has been doing. He's been raising a kid. Yeah, and then did you see Giannis's TikTok the other day with his his um, his uh, girlfriend? I don't think they're married. His girlfriend. Yeah, and uh, they were at a they were somewhere. I think they're at a restaurant possibly. And Giannis is like, "I'll give you twenty dollars if you do this. You got to follow what I do." And Giannis checked her. Did you see that one? No, it was. It was like basically like fifth grade humor, but yeah. it's Giannis, so it's yeah. hilarious because yeah. he's just he's just so funny to watch. Uh, I'll find that video and send it to you. But right. dude, would you come on? I mean, it doesn't sound too bad. You got a barber, you got manicurist, you have video games, you have DJs playing, you got movie screens, you got golf, you got swimming. It doesn't sound bad for us. Like that's, uh, but for 21, 22 year old guys being stuck in a bubble. Not being able to go out, not being able to, you know, have people in. It is a pretty big bubble, if, though. If you know what I mean, yeah. uh, you know that's. It is a pretty big bubble, but there's it is not, a big there, bubble. There's not a ton of uh, younger entertainment uh-huh. in the bubble. Well, maybe they'll get some of that flown in. They just have to quarantine, and then they just have to stay there the entire time. Yeah, I'm sure. Oof, that might be some drama though. Eventually. It might be. It'd probably be fun for a couple nights, and then there'd probably be a little drama. After and then the that. family shows up. And then the wife. <laughs> well, shows they got up. seven weeks to to get that out of their system. Then the wife shows up. Yeah. Let's see. August, July thirtieth, and August fourteenth is seeding is the seeding games, and then August fifteenth to sixteenth the playing tournament. August seventeenth the playoff begins. August thirtieth the family and the guests of teams arrive. So they do have some time, Got some time to get out of some of that out of their system if it happens. Zach, we were just talking about the amenities they get, and I was just thinking a little bit during the break there. All right, let's say we are let's play along. You're in the NBA, you're there, and everyone's got to bring one movie in these seven weeks, and your job is to bring a movie that you have to watch 
what would your favorite movie be to bring if you only could watch that one, I guess, for seven weeks? Oh, this is a tough one. A lot of really good movies, especially like recent movies, like 1917. I really enjoyed that. Um, great movie. Yeah. You know, Uncut Gems until the end was, was now, solid. Are you just doing it like off of what you've just seen recently or is this you're going to do all, it all time? I mean, I because I'm thinking all time. I here. know you are. How about I give you an all time and then I'll give you a, a all right, current. I'm listening. We'll go current here first. The, the movie that I probably watch over and over and over and, and over again, Joker. The Joker? Yeah. It was fantastic. It was a eight and a half out of ten for me. Doesn't that like doesn't that bring your mood down a little bit? No, no, no. It was amazing. Or you're like, yeah, I like at the end. He's like, you get what you deserve. It was a fantastic movie. Yeah, uh, that's all right. The ending was good. Beginning to end, it was awesome. Uh, not slow at all. Yeah, not it, boring. It was amazing. Okay. It's probably my favorite movie of the year. And it was a what out of ten? Eight and a half out of ten. I get a five point two, but yeah, different strokes, different folks. Yeah. So boring. It was fantastic. Hmm. If I had another current movie that I could watch over and over again, Endgame. Uh, but specifically, <laughs> but specifically, the ending. Spoiler alert! Spoiler! Spoiler! Alert, spoiler, spoiler for alert. Endgame! Spoiler. The fight scene, the, the the combat scene, or not the, the excuse me, the battle scene, where Captain America standing by himself, every you know, uh, Thanos and his entire army is standing across, yep. and all of a sudden you, hey Cap, hey Cap, and it's in your, and it brings the entire. All the Avengers and the, the, the Wakanda army and oof, yeah. And it just gets you going. It gets you going. So it gets you going. Joker or Endgame? Yeah. And that's of recent anything like of all time? Of all time? Honestly, I know he's been canceled, but The Patriot. Oh, dude, what a movie. Love, love The Gibson? Patriot. Yeah, love yeah, The Patriot. Great movie. Love The Patriot. I was thinking about it. I would bring well, Current. I was writing down the movies that I saw Current. The Joker, No. Um, <laughs> not happening. I, out of all the ones I've seen, maybe uh, recently, I actually had a lot of fun watching Sonic the Hedgehog, but I wouldn't bring that with me. Uh, Knives Jim, Out. I Jim Carrey's in that, right? Jim Carrey is in that. Yeah. Uh, I would go just because of the J Lo factor. Hustlers. Oh, woo, woo, J Lo. And then she's fifty. Woo. I see what you're doing, A Rod, Alex Rodriguez. But all time. I would have to go either Ace Ventura 2, When Nature Calls. Great movie. Just a, a work of cinematography. There's a work of art. Cinematic art. Back guano. Guano. Uh, or if you want to get a little serious, because you got serious with the Joker, man. Uh, man, you really want to bring these guys down in this. Uh, maybe you're playing mind games with them. I see what you're doing with the other teams. Um Oh, it's, oh, we're watching this with the other teams? Nah, possibly. Okay. Maybe. A, maybe I thought a we guy. were watching them, just watching them. We, we are, but maybe some guy's like, hey, you know, I'm not sick. Can I watch this movie with you? Sure. Then on the same vein, because it's in the opening scene of Ace Ventura 2, and I think it's a phenomenal movie. Ace Ventura 2 spoofs it. Cliffhanger with Sylvester Stallone. And you got John Lithgow in it. Yeah. One of the, one of the most greatest underrated movies out there where Sly is a essentially what, he's a park ranger just climbing mountains and whatnot. Sadly, the son of a spoiler because it happens in the first scene. He loses his love of his life now, and, and then he's got to fight these bad guys that have robbed the federal government and go get their money. What a movie. Oh, we just got a, a message, a tweet. First time since he underwent his under-the-knife or rhinoplasty. His new nose, Nelson says he would bring knives out to uh, Orlando if the NBA season end the departed. I tried to watch. I, I like The Departed. I tried to watch it. I've watched it a couple times. Good movie. It is, but it's not like something you could watch over and over again. 
it's it's one of those movies to me. It's like it's I could only watch it maybe once every couple of years or something like that if I get around to it. Right. And if I didn't know what was happening, if I didn't know what was going, yes. if I didn't like if I forgot what happened. Yes. Which I kind of did. So I mean, you could watch it every couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> um, man. A lot of people love to give me flack when it comes to uh, Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls. Well, that is just an incredible movie, Zach. I love it. Incredible movie. I, like, had, I mean, I like the first one, too. But, same. Yeah. So do I. But it's just, there's something, it's like a love story, oh. and then you got the animals in there, and you got Ace Ventura a, protecting them. It's a love story. Yeah, it's a love story, <laughs> and you have a guy that's trying to re, you know redefine himself and find himself because he's trying to find Zen. Yeah. And then he's overcoming his fears. There's, it's, it's just an lot incredible of, flick. A lot of life lessons in there. A lot of life lessons in there. Bumblebee tuna. All right, 608-321-1670. Twitter is oh. at... <laughs> All righty then. All right, so... And they say right here, what about the Disney staff? Because that was something that I brought up earlier this week is they don't have to buy by the same stuff. They have protocols. They're facing very strict protocols, though. They always got to be wearing face masks and gloves. They have strict physical distancing. Never with You can never be within six feet of an NBA participant. I'm sure they'd want that... No matter what year it was, or what if, if it was a pandemic or not, get away from like, me! Please get away from me, hanger on. Do not, do not come close. And they got to do the temperature, symptom checks, obviously. And housekeeping staff will never be in the room at the same time as the NBA participants. And uh, I, I have a very good feeling about all of this. Baseball, not so much, even though they are getting closer. But in the NBA, I don't think that no one's going to be able to bring this down. Despite Kyrie Irving trying to, did you see now the big story is he left the group chat? Yeah, because they because they told because someone told ta- uh, told about someone talked about the yeah the, the starting start his new, own league yeah starting a new league he did not like that and then headline news Kyrie Irving leaves group chat yeah it's like oh god I'm done with this simulation yeah we're cel- we're not celebrating but today is. 100 days of no sports, no major sports here in the United States of America. 100 days we have now hit, and it's going to go 130 at least. 130 at least until we actually get some sports. Uh, Question for you. Yeah. Yeah. What's the one thing you've missed the most? (laughs) Parking lots? (laughs) <laughs> party in the parking lots. <laughs> the one thing I've missed the most, we were supposed to actually have two Brewer bus trips in by now. We had yeah. the second the second day, game of the season against the Cubs, and then a couple weeks ago it was a Brewer's bus trip to see the Yankees at Miller Park. I would say, yes, partying in parking lots is one of them. <laughs> I love partying it's, in my parking lots. It's at the top of the list. That's um, why you like sports. I have partied in my driveway. That's like a kind of a park. I park a car there. So you a, do? Yeah, accurate. Yeah, so, I mean, I have, drank, I have drank some beers there and grilled out. That's kind of... So you kind of got around to it, but you didn't have a game to watch. I didn't. I did. I did do one Brewers highlight. It was a Yelich cranking a bomb. A bomb. Yeah, a bomb ski. Um, what one thing I missed the most, honestly, was getting to brag about the Milwaukee Bucks and how good they are, and um, getting just called the national media a bunch of idiots for not recognizing them for how good they are. Yeah, I think that's the one thing I missed the most. How about you? Oh, March Madness, not even close. Oh, yeah, and yeah, uh, obviously is, Wisconsin yeah. not hoisting the uh, the trophy. Yeah, have, having do having to hoist the trophy digitally as opposed to uh, in Atlanta. Yes. Does it matter anymore? I, no, it doesn't. No. <laughs> but, yeah, because um, Wisconsin, Greg Gard came on this show. I think it was actually this time, too, 9 o'clock, right when the season was canceled, the NCAA tournament, and he said, you know what, we're champions. So Greg Gard won it saying that. I, th- I think you guys kind of backed him into a corner. No, 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 no. <laughs> he, he did that all himself. And Yay. then we did our own virtual, uh, you get the vote on the tournament. Wisconsin won it in that. and. 
in our own bracket challenge. Obviously not biased. Not biased one bit. And then Wisconsin also wanted, according to what ESPN had some... ESPN's BPI. BPI, where they beat BYU yeah. in the national title game. So they won it there. There's three wins for Wisconsin. And if they would have played the actual tournament, I guarantee Wisconsin would have won it all. Guarantee? Gu- guaranteed. Prove me wrong. 8-0 in the final month of right? the season. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. Can't do it. Wisconsin was 8-0 in the final month of the season, and they were, what, number three adjusted efficiency ranking. According to BartTorvik.com. Big big Bart Tor- Torvik fan. Yeah, is that replace of the um He's a big he's actually a big Wisconsin fan. What was the other what was the one algorithm they're always using the website? I forget what it was yeah, called. Yeah, uh, pa- uh, Ken Pomeroy. Yeah, that's it. It doesn't replace that, but yeah. Bart Torvik. Yeah, big Wisconsin fan. Who's the biggest Wisconsin basketball hater out there, you think? Pat Forty? Pat Forty is up there. But it, I know his, you guys like each other his, a lot. His hate was I think his hate was more for Bo Ryan. Like, I don't think he hates Greg Gard. Does he hate Bennett Ball? He hates Bennett Ball. Yeah. But I don't, he was never a big Bo Ryan fan. I would say everybody on Twitter that was calling for Greg Gard's job uh, would would uh, be called a hater. And yep. and that includes people on the show that Nelson. normally sits in this seat. Yep. He, I yep. The, the guy put him on Mount Notice. I got I got I got pretty I I'm gonna be completely clean. You got come pretty honest. close. I know. I'm gonna be completely honest come clean here. You were calling for a job too. When I wasn't calling for his job, I was like, he needs to be start doing better. And that's when they lost. That was yes. when they went to New York, or the team needs to do better. Or where did they go when they lost two games to um... – Oh, yeah, yeah, when they went to Brooklyn. Yeah, to Brooklyn. That was early in the season. Yeah, and I was like, how did you lose back-to-back games to those two teams? Uh, Richmond? And New Mexico. And New, yeah, New Me- I was like, are you kidding me? That's I got pretty perturbed right there. Yeah, and then when they – And then, wow, sitting, what a – Sitting 5-5 five and five in the conference, people calling for the job. And then all of a sudden, you're like, great guard. And then it was um, Mount Notice. Brad Dave, uh, Davison was suspended that one game against Michigan State. Michigan State, which was a huge. That was the that was the that was the turning point. I think for that was pivotal. It was winning without Davison, and then you had and winning without Kobe and Kobe King, and just them coming together in the face of adversity like I've never seen before. And then the, it was in, absolutely incredible. And the following week, the Eric Helen thing happened. Yeah, the fact that they. I feel like any other program, if you were to redo that season 100 times and everything played out leading up to that point, I, I don't know how any program would survive something like that. I don't know how they did it. Right. I have no idea how they did it. It was it was the most incredible. That could be one of the most incredible moments in Wisconsin sports history outside of like run the table and you didn't, or relax. And you haven't even mentioned what happened before the season with, oh, with Howard, Howard Moore. Moore. This was terrible. What you What you saw from that team was – May you may not see it again in terms of the things that they dealt with. Like Wisconsin basketball has been drama free, almost drama free. Yeah, almost for almost twenty years. Mm-hmm. And yet, last year they had more drama in about three months, four months than they did I, in the last I twenty years combined. Remember. Yeah, like it was. Yeah, it what they dealt with overcame it and and, and won, won a Big, Ten, Big title, Ten title. Won a Big Ten title. Coach of the year. Was just remarkable. What seed do you think they would have been? Probably a three or four. God, it absolutely incredible. I don't think there's any. I honestly don't think there's anything like it, ever. Yeah. In in Wisconsin sports it's, history, it's as good of a story as anything. Well, I'm, I, well, it's, when it's, you throw in, it's everything. a hell of a story. It's a hell of a story. You know, the turnaround of programs to me is is probably also a, a pretty significant story. Like what Wisconsin did in 1993 in football, like, yeah. that was kind of insane. And there's been so many stories told about that. And you're right. 
But I mean, 2000, just, 2010 Packers, like all the injuries that they dealt with and some of the drama around that being yeah, able to come back. But just throwing on the fact that, I mean, you start out the season with the terrible, tragic story of Howard Moore, you know. Yeah, I think the off-the-field or off-the-court stuff made it even more special. Like the Kobe King thing is off-the-court. Yeah. Uh, the Eric Allen situation, off-the-court. Howard Moore situation, off-the-court. Those yeah. are Those are things that impact on the court stuff but they were off the court as opposed to yep. you know the Kobe King situation which I guess you could even say that's off the court well, but, it, but it impacted you on the court yeah on the court because that was your second leading scorer in, on the court, in the Big Ten on the court they just Wisconsin. couldn't on the court they just couldn't make a shot no like that was their that was honestly their biggest issue for much of the season was the inability to make shots yeah and they started to hit they when they started to hit they started to win that Michigan State game I just they up by 20 yeah, I I and came into lost? that game because uh, listen, it's as a fan, it's a roller coaster ride. I know I separate myself a little differently, or you separate yourself differently, just because as a reporter, you know. But as from my perspective as a fan, it's very easy to, to get caught up in your emotion. Fans for for fanatic. When it, that Michigan State coming in that Michigan State game, I'm thinking to myself, Wisconsin, there's no how could you ever overcome any of this? Wisconsin's going to get blown out of the water. It it kind of felt like the Marquette game a couple of years earlier when Kobe King and Demetri Trice went out for the season. Like yeah. We, and we found out, like, right that morning. And it was like, oh, boy. And this, and now this... Well, then even go back even before... And they, got, and they got run out the gym that day. Go back even before the tragic, you know, story and news of Howard Moore. It was... You had people transferring, remember? Like, didn't you... I remember people being like, well, they're lose, he's losing control of the program. People want out. It was like, what, Ty Strickland? Ty Strickland and uh, the other their other freshmen in that class. Yeah, they're yeah. like, oh, he's losing it. They're losing it. He doesn't know how to keep players. He can't recruit, yada, yada, yada. And then, so you even go farther back of people having to, well, he never would have got that job if Bo Ryan didn't set it up for him. Well, I think it's working out pretty good for Wisconsin, to be honest with you. They just won the freaking Big Ten. And you have to think about what he did that year, too. Yeah. I mean, th- that team was lost. That team well. was lost. And they started 1-4 one and in, the- in, in the Big Ten. And then just, just rattled off. Yeah, and, just, and then got hot. It was absolutely incredible. Um, so looking back on... Yeah, there's been a lot of bad when it comes to COVID-19 and the sports getting shut down. But if you take a step back and look at the Wisconsin basketball season, it was magic. It was. And it's just too bad that we didn't get to see the final act. Yeah. yeah. I guess the yeah. two final acts. Right. The Big Ten tournament and then the, the uh, NCAA tournament. Wow. Yeah, it's incredible. And then, oh, he can't recruit. He can't recruit. He can't blah, blah, blah. Well, how about the recruiting classes coming in? Yeah, the six guys that they got coming in, five of them scholarship. It's a really, really good class, and led by Ben Carlson, the forward out of Minnesota, a four-star kid. And uh, then you got Johnny Davis out of lacrosse, same school as Kobe King. His brother mm-hmm. as well, Jordan Davis, coming. Uh, Stephen Crawl, a center who uh, Alondo Tucker compared to some of the bigs that have played at Wisconsin in terms of being able to step out and shoot uh, shoot from three. He said he's a knockdown shooter. And then yeah. and then uh, uh, Carter Gilmore, the excuse me, Lauren Bowman, the point guard out of Detroit. He was the first commit. I think he's a guy. That could help them right away because being a slasher, getting to the rim, uh, you know, being a tough, hard-nosed point guard, they don't. They, Demetri Trice, that's not Demetri Trice's no, game. No, it's not. That can be. That is. That is Lauren Bowman's game. He can get to the hole, and then it's. Uh, and I then, like that. Then Carter Gilmore, a walk-on who turned down scholarship offers from other places, to to walk on and be at uh, Wisconsin. Very, very good player too. Yeah. Um. And then well, something we didn't even talk about when it comes to. Wisconsin last year, and then uh, now we get to see a full season. Micah Potter. Micah Potter was huge. Micah Potter. Close, close, close. Didn't, wow. Didn't end up happening. But close to 90-50-40. Uh, when he came, when he was finally eligible, by the way, NCAA, or shame on you for not getting 40, your head 50, out of your 90. ass 
for having him being able to play a full season. Shame on the NCAA for that. But Micah Potter, when that dude, that was that grinder you needed down low. He was Micah Potter is a damn good player. It was his, but it was also his shooting from the outside yeah. because. For a while there, he was the only one who could make a shot. Yeah, because Nate Reavers couldn't make anything. Uh, Nate, Nate, Nate struggled. He did. And For, I was really hoping that he'd make that next step. Like, I don't want to compare him to Kaminsky, but that's what I was kind of doing at the time. Like, I hope he can make that next step like Kaminsky did from his sophomore to his junior year, which you saw in flashes for Reavers. But right. once once you got Potter back, then I think, that, I think that brought pressure off a lot of the guys, and then they could play a little easier. We forget that. You know, Reavers led them in points, rebounds, and true, blocks. True, true. He, he, he was good. But he also shot, he was 33% from three. Mm-hmm. It's probably not going to get done. Potter He's a was, block monster. Potter was 45%. Potter was the, the addition of Potter, finally, finally. You idiots in the NCAA. Without the, without, if he played those first 10 games, perhaps yeah. maybe they win the Big Ten by more, ga- yeah. more games. Yeah. I mean, they did go one and one in the stretch where he didn't play. Maybe they beat Rutgers on the road if, yep. with him in. I don't yep. know. Well, they're not going to be losing to Richmond and New Mexico. No, but he averaged 10.1 points, 6.2 rebounds. Had he had played enough games, he would have been their leading rebounder. And then also uh, you know, shooting 52% from the field, 45, 45% from three, and 86% from line, coming up just short of that 50-40-90. Uh, uh, you're going to have to help me out here, but Micah Potter threw down this one vicious dunk. Yeah. I wish I could remember. I remember, exa- I remember who it was. Uh, it was when I saw that, I jumped on him. I immediately got to Twitter. I'm like, oh, Mike, a I think, they, I think it was player. Rutgers. I think it was Rutgers. God, man, that dude can just throw down. All right, so projected starting lineup, you know, if, and we'll, we'll play along with it. Like, we're going to hopefully have college basketball. Projected starting lineup, Dimitri Trice, 9.8 points per game. Brad Davison, 9.9 points per game. Aleem Ford, 8.6 points per game. Reavers, Nate Reavers, 13.1 points per game, and then Micah Potter, 10.1 points per game. Um, towards the end of the season, or once Micah Potter got back, Gardo didn't want to have Reavers and Potter on the floor at the same time. A lot of people disagreed with it, obviously. Who didn't disagree with stuff on Twitter, right, uh, when it comes to Wisconsin basketball? It turned out to work out pretty good for him. But uh, Reavers and Potter, if this is the projected starting lineup with them two on the floor, pretty damn good. It is, and then – you know, Aleem Ford as your as your three, right? Yeah. I mean, he's your he's your. I don't know if you're going to be able to play the two bigs. You can't play two bigs if the other team's not playing True. big players. True. So you can't play him on the court at the same time. But he did against Indiana because that's that's kind of what Indiana was doing. Yeah. And they were able to do that against the Hoosiers. I don't know if other teams are going to allow them to do that. So you know, they'll have to figure out a way. But if it is that starting lineup to go along with Aleem Ford. That's a, that's a nice starting front court of six eleven, six nine, and six uh, eight. No doubt to go along with Brad Davison and Demetrius Trice. And, and that, to me, it's who's your what does the bench look like? Tyler Wall is going to be in that rotation. Tyler Wall, that grinder dude. That guy's a- Trevor Anderson's going to be in that rotation. That, yep. That's your seven. Who's the next guy? Yeah, uh, could it be could it be Joe Hedstrom? Probably not the seven footer. But could it be one of those freshmen? Could it be Crowell? Uh, excuse me. Could it be? Ben Carlson, I think of all those guys, I think it's got a good chance to be Lauren Bowman. Yeah, Bowman. And, and or Johnny Davis. Well, because Bowman is kind of like the, and you just said it, like the opposite kind of. He's of, a true point guard. Of Demetri Trice. True point guard. Maybe not as good. He's not as good of a shooter as Demetri Trice. The one thing, like I like Trice's game. The one thing that does 
and this, I think they fell victim to it a little bit is you dance up on the key and then you kind of play this little hero ball and you, he'd jock up a shot like really late in the shot clock. And you're like, very there, frustrating. There were times last year where the offense was stagnant. Yeah. But I thought towards the end of it, it turned around. Yes. And they yes, were able to, it did. And, yeah. And they were able to find a way. And I, again, but that, that's all, part five, of the that's pains five, that are going through five seniors in your starting lineup. You better be. You, oh my God! Yeah, you, you better be successful. God, I feel I feel for Pritzel, man. But uh, the Badgers were. Let's see. Late in the season, they shot forty-one percent from three in the final eight games. Yeah, gonna win a lot of games doing that. And I remember, I remember the the temperature outside in the dead of winter was higher than the Badgers' three-point percentage in a game. Like they were shooting like thirteen percent. Like it was. I remember some games. I'm like, just throw the ball down low and get after it. Yeah. But um, I want to say. That New Mexico game or uh, or the Richmond game, they shot like whoa one of what, it was bad. What was it? It was two of twenty six from three. Oh my gosh, seven point seven percent. Oh my god. Trice one of seven. Davison zero for six. Covey King zero for three. Pritzel one for six. Yeah, that wasn't good. No, that wasn't good. Not at ideal. All. Not ideal. I tried to block that memory of that game out of my memory. I should say. I tried to block it on my brain. Yeah. Because it was that was probably one of the most frustrating Badger games, and that's saying a lot. But I've watched it a long time. I mean, they shot they, they weren't horrible. They shot thirty four percent from the field, but seven point seven percent from three. Ooh. Yikes! Yikes, indeed. And that was in was that in the Barclays Center? It was. I think I remember our guy Troy, the Pipeline of the North, called in because he was actually he went there to Brooklyn to go watch the Badgers play. Yeah. And he said there was no one even in the stands. It was like him. And yeah, you could hear Dimitri Trice's mom. Those tournaments suck. When the yeah. when the teams aren't good. There was like five people in there. Yeah. Wisconsin going to Orlando this year. Let's see. Let, allegedly. All right, you're in Brooklyn, right, Zach? Who would you want to would you want to see Wisconsin take on New Mexico if you lived in Brooklyn? No. 